Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Do you really want to do you really want to Happy weekend, Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Mark Cox in here along with the Bo Matthews, Carl Middleman, trying to get it done and uh, recover from all the snow. Snowvid. Snow. Snow demic. It was. We were in storm mode. Yeah, that's what I like to say. Can we just point out that the 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 line of the ice to the south and the snow to the north was right at the arch? Is the arch got something to do with it? Somebody, somebody's got to tell me. Hmm. It's that's a, a theory. Tinfoil hat you have on, sir, <laughs> and it yeah, fits no tight. Kidding. <laughs> uh, it does kind of uh, split there. I don't know what your experience with it was, but you know, I mean, it did the the. the for the most part, the meteorologist got this one right. You got to give him credit where credit's due. Yeah, and and you know, not a big deal. Uh, you know, Puxatawney Phil had his contribution to you know six weeks more winter. But you know what? Really, by middle of March, that's not bad. Six weeks, we got this. I said it before, Bo Matthews. What do uh, Major League Baseball pitchers and meteorologists have in common? Uh oh, here we go. If the if, uh, uh, Major League players and and oh. meteorologists. If, if they, they're batting three hundred, they're all stars. <laughs> Generally speaking, right? Yeah. yeah. No. So was, they got it right this time. That's they did, good. and I uh, hope everybody is safe and warm. Uh, you know, the, the sleet uh, kind of concerned me because it gets real slick and nobody can move on ice except the true. Blues. That's yes. true. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice way to work that in. See what I did? They play again like on the tenth. And your yeah. title there is what? Can Music we say coordinator that? for in-game presentation. Every day, every game. Every game. Wow. I've only missed. I've worked there now for twenty-five seasons, and I've only missed nine games. Really holding on to that intern title, pretty good, aren't yep. you? You get like a silver watch or something I, for your twenty-fifth anniversary. Every five what? years, they give me a little pin. But I, I did get a ring when they won the Stanley Cup. Did you really? I did. Where does it reside now? Uh, In a safe on my dresser. Oh, I've only worn it. I don't wear it that often. Kind of gaudy. It could get you into places, though. I'm thinking people do like it. Heck yeah! <laughs> See that picture of Tom Brady with all his rings on? Yeah, yeah, that's right. a great picture. <laughs> that's hey, a great picture. Bo, um, <clears throat> I have something that will make you happy and Mark upset. <clears throat> Dolly Parton has been nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's legit, man. I that's have been legit. saying that for years. Get out of here! No, 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 no. She the, the, is a national treasure. Let's just call. Hold, here's here's my issue. Just call it the Music Hall of Fame, and I'm fine with that. Dolly Parton is not a rock and roll artist. She's yeah, she not is. a rock artist. She is. She's not. And and half the other people on that list aren't either <laughs> that have been nominated. There you go. A few years, the last time she was here, she rocked the I Enterprise Center. I was at that Center. show. Fantastic Did show. Did she, okay. I love Dolly Parton, but she's uh, not a rock star. No, she's no. not a she rock is, star. The definition she, of a rock star. She is as beloved as Betty White. Can we agree? Yes. Uh, oh sure, good comparison. Mm-hmm. At whatever age she was when she was at the Enterprise show, and it was, it was like five four years, years ago. Yeah, something like she that. was like seventy, maybe something like that. Now she's seventy six, and she yeah. So she rocked out. She rocked that place for three hours. It was a great show. Took a short intermission. 
Uh, got her little boy toy. She got to prance around. His name's Carl. But lo- <laughs> but let me ask you this: Do you believe that Dolly Parton uh, used a voice track and lip synced any of her music? Absolutely not. Damn right. Ooh, can I say that? I, damn. You funny. know what? I had such a blowout with somebody uh, who was a boss at the time. Say, so, oh, she she lip synced the whole thing. I'm like, are you kidding me? No. Yeah, I don't believe she'd do that. No, no, no. she's a purist, and and uh, you know, and she belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I hope she gets. I it. don't hate that. I don't hate that. But I mean, Mark's got Mark has the list there. These are now these are just the nominees to be nominated in. Okay, there. Beck, okay. Pat Benatar, absolutely, Kate Bush, been, been there, Devo, Duran Duran. I am. I agree with them. Eminem, the Eurythmics, Rock Band, Judas Priest, Rock Band. Yeah. Uh, MC5, Rock Band, New York Dolls, Rock Band, Dolly Parton, Rock not, Star, Rock Star, Rage Against the Machine, Rock Band, totally. Lionel Richie, not, Carly okay, he Simon. was in the Commodores. Okay, let, let, let's just uh, hold up right there, Lionel Richie. <laughs> Has that guy run his 15 minutes of fame for so long? And he pops out at every award well, show. I know. He's on American know. Idol, so the kids yeah. now know him too, but he put out country albums too. Oh, so I know. He worked with Kenny Rogers for mm-hmm. years. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it, but. Rock and roll, really? A or tribe, just a tribe called Quest and Dion Warwick, hip hop band and uh, R and B. What do you say? Just, just don't, don't call know. it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Change the name. I would agree with because that. Because of this list, uh, I would vote for Pat Benatar, the Eurythmics, and, and Judas Priest. No Devo. That would be it. No Devo of the, of those people uh, that Duran are Duran. They play their own instruments. They are a rock band. They just happen to be British New Wave-ish rock yeah, band. New okay, wave okay. so uh, we didn't, I don't think we talked about uh, Meatloaf uh, passing no. uh, on the la- on the show last week, but did you know he sold more records than Kiss? I did not yeah. know that. He has the he has the number seven or eight record of all time. It's crazy. Out of hell. That's crazy. He's one wow. of the top selling albums of all time. Huh. I'd love to get uh, Skip Weber in on this conversation. That yeah, guy's, no kidding. That guy's mm-hmm. knowledge is a walking, intense. Smart a walking man. encyclopedia. Absolutely. Uh, so this is uh, Second Amendment Radio on the Great Indoors, as you listen to music. But you can listen <laughs> to it outdoors you're as well. Inside. But we just, as a longtime music to DJ, we just thought you would have an opinion on that. Why do they call it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame if they get people in there that don't play rock music? That's your people's issue. Yeah. She is just an icon, an icon from, I mean, again, as, as uh, what do you adorable. Mean by you people. National treasure. You people. You rockers. I, you know, I had a job at a rock and roll station. I got offered the job. They said, okay, show up tomorrow night. The place was so nasty and dingy uh, in Tucson, Arizona, hmm. I never showed up. I, and I don't know rock and roll music. I do. I know you do. <laughs> I worked there Clearly for don't years. if you think Dolly Parton deserves to be in uh, the Rock he, and Roll Hall okay, of Fame. She just, of she just deserves to be in a Hall of Fame. Let's leave it at that. That ship, that ship has sailed. So <laughs> yeah. we, that argument might have been great 30 years ago when they started the thing, when they put in all these R&B artists that you could argue were not, is James Brown a rock and rolling? They, he was one of the first ones in. I, the, and again, these are the nominations. Yeah. Right. You know, this is so like vote. These, these are like yeah, yeah, I was just Go gonna to say Rock these Hall are like the com. crazy, crazy bills that are put in front of Jeff City. These are like crazy bills put in front of Congress. It, it's just a it's just a wish list. VoteRockHall.com. You can mm-hmm. express uh, your opinion Put on Dolly that. in. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it, this upside down world, it would make sense if she gets in. How about that? 
It's crap shoot. <laughs> I, I just I don't get. It. I, I've given up on hey, that. They, sometimes they put in five. Sometimes they put in three. Sometimes they put in seven. So so who isn't in the Hall of Fame that you wish would be in the Hall of Fame? I, I don't know. Even aside from this I list, I don't know what the. I know there are bands that haven't been even nominated yet that I thought I think like Journey's not are in. more obvious than others. Is Neil Young? Yes, uh. I think he's in twice. Oh, is he? Right. Okay. Uh, Joni Mitchell. I think she might be in as well. Okay, well, you see what I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do. Probably probably Millie Vanilli's in there for a lot of And they are not. <laughs> you, <laughs> I heard Yoko Ono said she threatened to put her music on Spotify. <laughs> Did you see that meme the other day? Yeah, if Rogan didn't pull his off. <laughs> yeah. And Millie Vanilli threatened to pull somebody else's music off Spotify <laughs> if, uh, if they didn't pull Joe Rogan. People are having so much uh. fun with this. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's... <laughs> It is it is a radio show, Second Amendment Radio. Uh, so you you were pretty proud of our our uh, our mayor here in St. Louis, huh? Mayor Jones, talk to me. I didn't see the so the clip. so of course uh, Mayor Jones is on talking about what we can do about crime, and she's so proud that we didn't set a record for murders in St. Louis last year. That she's on uh, CNN or MSNBC, one of the two. And she's making, she actually with a straight face looked into the camera and said, we should all try to emulate what uh, the, the mayor of Chicago, I jokingly refer to her as Beetlejuice because that's kind of what she looks like, but Lori Lightfoot is doing up there with crime. Where, where they probably have more people murdered per 100,000 than anywhere else in the country. Listen. Uh, Well, again, it has to be an all hands on deck strategy. We cannot police or arrest our way out of this. We have to invest our way out of this, taking a page from Lori uh, Lori Lightfoot's handbook. You know, and in St. Louis, we're seeing uh, we're we're seeing results because we've developed that approach that it has to be the community and law enforcement. It can't be an either or strategy. We can we have to stop pitting these uh, pitting the community against law enforcement. We have to work together. And what we're doing in St. Louis is work. You know, the community's doing their part. Law enforcement is doing their part. So we should follow the lead of Chicago. Wow. How to address this. Isn't that like following uh, the Washington generals against the Harlem Globetrotters? <laughs> Uh, let's let's go with their playbook. No, I you know I I, I just uh, it frightens me because so many people love this area. They we love St. Louis. There's no doubt about it. And when you can't hire enough law enforcement to do the job, I mean that's the bottom line. Uh, we have to have the you know right law enforcement in place and enough of it to be able to handle it. Um, and so yeah, when you, when you're looking at that, that's like saying follow well, the science. She also mentioned our show, trying to claim. She mentioned whose show? This show. Oh, yeah, I know. Hang on, hang on. Before we get to that, um, she, she, I agree with what she said that we can't keep pitting the community against police officers. Of course. But she is a defund the policer herself. She's done it right here in St. Louis. Right. She's, she's left, she tried to wipe 100 jobs off the books, um, and they already had through the attrition rate a lot of openings in the city of St. Louis. And she really believes that if you just hug and sing Kumbaya often enough, these issues are going to uh, go away. Plus, she also believes that if laws would be tightened up on guns, particularly this infatuation we apparently have with this thing called the Second Amendment, it would get better. We have to do something about the proliferation of guns in our communities. Uh, full stop. 
Uh, so we need gun control uh, legislation from the federal level and the state level. Unfortunately, Missouri has a love affair with the Second Amendment and has uh, passed so many laws relaxing our gun, relaxing gun control that everyone has access to a gun. And that doesn't make anybody safer, our law enforcement included. Did you know, Bo, and I'm sure that the people at uh, uh, all the local gun stores would be interested to know this, everyone in St. Louis can get a gun. <laughs> Not legally. No, but she's oblivious to that fact. Right. Oblivious to that fact. In that argument, she said it's if people in Missouri are infatuated with the Second Amendment. Imagine saying that about the First Amendment. I was just going to say. Or the Fourth Amendment. Right. It, it's, it's outrageous, her attitude that the problem is legal gun owners. Well, of course the problem's not legal gun owners. The problem's criminals. You've got to stop criminals. You've got to lock them up. You've got to have a prosecutor that's going to put them in jail when they commit crimes. You've got to have a mayor that's not going to let them out on the street, violent offenders, just because they've tested positive for COVID. That doesn't contribute to a lower crime rate in St. Louis. And you have to believe that uh, if you can prosecute and publicize the prosecution of these criminals, publicizing it, let know if you do this bad thing, you are going to end up like this. There is no consequences. There are so little consequences in the situation. Uh, she says we have an infatuation with the Second Amendment. I have an infatuation with safety. I want to be safe. I want my family to be safe. And that's why I support the Second Amendment. It is it is frightening us. They can't even get the traffic laws under control. 120 miles an hour going down the highway as I'm commuting my butt to work in them. I'm like, what yes. is going on here? We don't have enough law enforcement for that. So, uh, and I also, you know, the opposite of defund the police is uh, uh, raise the funds of the police, give them more money where qualified, uh, get more qualified people in. They need the help. And plus, I think there should be a law against cops doing secondary duty because they need the money. That's how bad they need the money to supply for their family. They're the ones that need more arrest than anybody for any first responder, firefighter, paramedic, or, or police officers. That's uh, my point. You can't get you can't get this point through to to the lefties. They think if we spend more on social programs, and I know that there's an aspect of this that's socioeconomic, which is why kids get involved in gangs and crime to begin with. But the problem is not legal gun owners, the, and and passing more laws won't matter a bit. Because the criminals don't pay any attention to it. And they're not paying their taxes. It's just, it's just maddening. Well, one thing we're going to talk about a little later is uh, Bo's big effort, and it's been ongoing for years now, to support our local police officers. I love this. Absolutely. Uh, the Eureka Police Officer Support Fund is the beneficiary of the Big Dogs Poker Bash. It's our sixth annual. March 27th is the date of the event. And, man, if you can be there, Mark, to have you as a celebrity poker player. Bo... So you would pick my wedding anniversary oh, to hold this thing on. No! March 27th. <laughs> oh, no. 29 years. Well, congratulations. Now, it is a Sunday, though, so odds are we might be doing something the night before, and I'm free to do that. I'm going to look into it because okay. I want to be there. Work, does she play? I want to be at the same <gasps> table as you. Does your wife play? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> she well, leaves then, it up to then you. Then we want her at the event. Well, I, I will tell you this. Uh, it starts at one fifteen in the afternoon, so you have plenty of time to party Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Honey, say, honey, let's let's celebrate let's early. Let's sleep in. I love you so much. Let's sleep in and, yeah, do that. Uh, by the way, have you picked out what you're going to get her? Uh, of course not. The modern gift, the Still traditional two gift. Months, that's I, a, I, I, 
I'm on that every year. Ask me the week before, please. I, uh, no, so <laughs> so I think it was the 15th anniversary. Uh, my wife and I, it was the steel anniversary. The traditional mm. gift was steel. A gun? No, steel. Well, m- you think metal. Yeah. I got her a steel, S-T-I-H-L, leaf pack oh, blower. Oh, nice. nice. For, so she could help me get the leaves off the ground in the fall. <laughs> you got to pay attention to this. And you didn't sleep in the doghouse over that? I live in the doghouse. Oh, okay. Uh, I just wondered about and that. And uh, right, the yeah. 20th was crystal, and I got her a crystal kayak, a see-through kayak. <sighs> 29 is furniture, Mark. So. Yeah, there you Yo go. Oh, boy. A recliner yeah, you can sleep in. <laughs> <laughs> For the man cave. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll work on that. We've got a awesome. really cool, a, a really hard-to-find uh, weapon we're going to tell you about that will be part of the raffle, many raffles that we do at the Big Dogs Poker Bash. March 27th, mark it on your calendar. Search Facebook's 6th uh, Annual Big Dogs Poker Bash. We'll talk to that organization and a whole lot more coming up. Yeah, and up next, we're going to look to the sky, to the symbol of freedom in America. How to find the eagles that are flying all around the area coming up on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. I went everybody's head about the bird. Bird, bird, bird. The bird's a winner when the bird, bird, bird. Bird is a winner when the bird, bird, bird. When the bird is a winner when the bird. It's the great outdoors in Second Amendment Radio. We flip flopped it because we're going outdoors now. Outdoors, indeed. Yeah. A lot of people don't go outdoors like any, anymore I, I last you couple know, of years. I had the coolest experience the other day. I'm driving to, I live in West St. Louis County, right? I'm driving between Wildwood and Chesterfield. On Strecker Road, if you're familiar with that out there. And um, I look over in a field, something caught my attention, and there's a, a deer had been killed and ran off into the field and died. Okay. And there was a bald eagle eating it, feasting, lunch. feasting on it. Yeah. In the middle of this field, like on the ground, probably 30 feet off the road. Wow. And I'd not seen one out in my area before. I was pretty excited about it. It's the Golden Corral That's for the bald right. eagles. <laughs> no. You know, a buddy of mine told me a story about turkey buzzards over in uh, Fultz, Illinois area. And they were on a road and they were all feasting on some carcass. He didn't know what it was. And an eagle swooped in. And, as the, and he witnessed this. As the eagle swooped in, all of the turkey buzzards turned away from the carcass. They didn't fly away. But he said it was the coolest thing because as they all turned away, the eagle came in, grabbed his talent, you know, grabbed some meat in his talons and took off. And then the, all the turkey buzzards went back to eating. Nice. It was like there's a hierarchy. There's a hierarchy. Yep. They backed off. Just like humans. Well, you know, three weeks ago, we had a guest on talking about eagles. And I went up to Grafton to go look at them. Yeah. And our next guest helped me actually find like 30 of them. Whoa. Okay. Nice. Because, That's you know, good. one here and there, you see that all the time. But our next, next guest told me where to find 30 of them. Okay. Scott uh, Isringhausen joining us right now. Site interpreter up at Pear Marquette, a state park there in Grafton. Scott, welcome into the show. Well, thank you for having me here. Absolutely. Yeah. That You know, that's exciting. I, I was shocked to see an eagle over by my area, of course, but it's still not far from the river there. Uh, actually, even though it's in between, you know, down in St. Louis County, um, that that was shocking to me. But they're all over the place right now, huh? 
They, they really are. It's, it's turning out to be a pretty good year. We're starting to see quite a few eagles, and as it continues to get colder, I expect to see more in the next 10 days or so. Yeah, this is your time to shine. There was conversation before we started this segment of the program about are you part of the Isringhausen family, and uh, and I said, well, of course he is. His last name is Isringhausen, but I'm sure you get that question a lot. Well, I, I am, yes. I'm I'm relation to Jason, and... Uh, I used to tell people when he was really pitching, I would say, uh, when he's not doing as good as he could, I can't spell that last name, but he always did pretty darn good, so we're all, we're all so proud of him, that's for sure. You had a nice out. That's good. That's good. Well, uh, I've never heard the term site interpreter. Can you explain that role? Well, and I guess to kind of correct it a little bit, I used to be the site interpreter at Prairie Marquette State Park, and I did all the, the eagle watching, the owl programs, the guided nature walks, but I've actually changed roles now. I'm actually work for the Division of Fisheries, and uh, I'm actually what we call the Urban Fishing Coordinator. So I travel throughout southern Illinois, and I do primarily fishing and wildlife programs and presentations throughout the, the southern part of the state. So I've changed roles just a little bit. Well, still, I mean, that, that's, a, that's exciting. That's a promotion. And, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Do you like the new job better? Well, I like them both, and they're pretty closely related. <laughs> yeah. The big difference is, is I used to work you know, primarily strictly out of the park, but I do a lot more traveling now. Well, uh, this show being Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors, I think we need to uh, check in with you about every quarter when it comes to fishing, too. Um, but let's, uh, you know, our, our focus is on the bald eagles. Um, has has tourism bumped up uh, in, in this year compared to last year or the year before? Well, not compared to last year, because last year, you know, due to COVID, we didn't have near as many people, and we actually didn't have the eagle programs. But but, but all in all, yeah, there's a, there's a great interest. I had a program... Uh, a couple of days ago, and we had people from Chicago, Wisconsin, and kind of all throughout the Midwest, and a lot of a lot of St. Louis folks there as, as well. But the, the the people really are coming, and you know this has been going on for a long time, and people are still so fascinated to get to see our national bird and his natural habitat. It's just a, an awesome thing to do, and we're so fortunate to have the eagles right in our own backyard. Yeah. So maybe uh, Scott, you can take a second to explain why they like the habitat so much in this time of year. I mean, they don't want the river to be completely frozen over because they're hunting. You know, that is 100% correct. But you think about the geography of this area. We have the Illinois and the Mississippi River, which meets in Grafton. Just down the road a little ways, we have the Mississippi and Missouri River, which meets at the town of Hartford. So to kind of answer your question a little bit better, and you're exactly right, what happens is the waters in the far north freeze, and it pushes the eagles down into this area. So they do need some open water. And then when it gets really, really cold, something else that's really special about this area is we have three or four locking dams, which are relatively close. So at the backside of these locking dams, when it gets cold, it can be a, a fabulous place to see our national bird. Well, interesting. Are you a hunter as well or, or just a fisherman or either or both? No, I, I hunt and fish both. I, I raise bird dogs, but yes, I, I I love to hunt, and I really do. I hunt deer, turkeys, quail, squirrels, pheasants. I've I've hunted my entire life, and, and in addition to that, you mentioned the fishing. Actually, three or four days ago, I was actually ice fishing. So I've I've done quite a few things in the outdoors. Hold on, I'm from Minnesota. Where did you ice fish around here? Well, it was actually it was actually north of here, um, near uh, near Whitehall, Illinois. Actually, a little bit west of, of Whitehall is where I was on on a farm pond. Beautiful. Beautiful. 
Yeah, I love that. I've never been ice fishing. That's one thing I've still got to do. If you go to Minnesota <laughs> for ice fishing, like a Malak Lake, they call it the Angry Lake because it's so big, you can't see across it. It's like it looks like an ocean. Um, in the in the winter time, the, now Airbnbs in that business, and they have these really plush, you know, shacks on the, on the lake. Oh yeah, you 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 drive right out to it. This would be a great weekend getaway for you and your wife, seriously. And you can provide dinner. I, I went fishing in Minnesota as a kid, and we had to carry our canoe into the lake. And I thought the I thought the mosquitoes were going to carry us away before yep. we got in there. That's, can I just tell you that? That's why I moved away. <laughs> that was right. the main reason. <laughs> but we're talking about different things that are flying right now, and that that's eagles. So, Scott, if you're advising people uh, since you've done this for so long on, on where to go, uh, is I mean, is Pear Marquette a good starting point? It is a good starting point, and and I actually I actually have four or five more programs. But but in saying that, it's a good place to start. But anywhere along the river, um, we got the Two Rivers National Wildlife Refuge, which is is very close to to Pear Marquette State Park. We have a, a couple nests in there that folks can see. I've been driving actually over into Calhoun County, and 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 really the hot spot right now has been the Winfield lock and dam and ferry area kind of because again i mentioned you know the eagles being congregated into the areas the lock and dams because of the open water where there is their favorite food which is is fish so but yes anywhere along the river between alton and grafton the pear marquette state park area and even like the winfield lock and dam area is real good right now man this is a crazy time especially with the winter storm that came right through do you think that'll drive the eagles away or do you think they come in and and uh and enjoy the area more because we're right here on the on the on the buffer i really don't think it's going to make any difference you know an eagle can go a couple days really without eating so if the weather's real inclement you know they may stay just kind of perched in the trees away from the river but eventually they will have to come down into the to the river to eat so i don't think it's probably going to affect uh, the eagle watching, you know, much as all. And if we get great weather after this storm we just had, you know, the eagle watching, I'd say next week, early next week, could be real good. Now, uh, wh- what is mating season for the eagles? Well, the the eagles mate primarily late February. I and mean, I guess that could kind of back up a little bit. If the eagles to lay an egg around here, they would be getting ready to lay their eggs actually about the middle of February. Oh, Most wow. of the nesting is done in the far north, and you mentioned Minnesota. Yeah. It would be a little bit later there. So it would be really into to March, and then it takes the eggs 35 days to hatch after the eggs are, are laid. So it kind of depends from north to south as to, as, to, as to when they actually do mate. Wow. And February seems early to me. It's still so cold. I mean, they've, they've got to protect them, right? They do, and I've seen pictures in videos and books, and sometimes you will see that nest actually rimmed with snow in, inside that nest. So it, it is kind of amazing that you know that they can lay the eggs in that cold weather and, and keep them eggs warm. Well, as, as often as you've been out eagle watching in your uh, in your life, uh, have you have you ever like seen a battle? Like, uh, have you seen them fighting? I have. Um, you know, I've seen them fighting over food, but. And you mentioned kind of fighting. Sometimes they'll do, and you mentioned the mating as well, sometimes they'll do a, a mating ritual. And I've seen this a few times where they're actually locked talons, and they will they call it a starburst, but they'll they'll fall from from high in the sky. And right before they get ready to, to hit the ground, they will sometimes, you know, they'll let go of their, their talons. And that's a kind of a pre-mating uh, courtship ritual. And sometimes one will fly on top of the others. But, but I have seen them especially fight over food before, yes. I saw wow. them fight three weeks ago <laughs> over really? over a fish. Oh wow! Because 
he squeezed a little too tight. Part of the fish fell down. Another one swooped in. Got it. <laughs> kind of like our politicians. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. A few, <laughs> few parallels there for yeah, sure. Yeah, a little bit. Well, listen, uh, Scott Isringhausen, listen, we appreciate your your uh, insight on this because a lot of people love to go up there. looks like we got a, a, some, hopefully when this storm breaks, uh, we, we've got some good uh, good eagle watching weather coming up here in the next week or two. No, we, we sure said. And, and just, just real quick, uh, we do have four or five uh, Eagle programs left, um, one being the 16th of February, then the 25th, 26th, and March 3rd. And you do need to make a reservation. They're, they're very informative. They last all day. And if someone's interested in making a reservation, the phone number is 618-786-3323. Yeah, is there a website you can recommend? You can go. You can just type in Prairie Marquette State Park Eagle Watching, okay. and you would get the, the, you know, the information as well. Excellent. All right. Uh, well, you can tell Jason. Call him after we get off the phone here. Tell him you're the famous one now, since you've been on Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors, buddy. Well, I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not even close to that. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do appreciate your time, sir. Thank you for thank you for having me here. I sure appreciate it as well. All right. Be careful out there. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Scott Isringhausen. There. Great. Great. Uh, great fun. It that's, is. It's it, good stuff. It's a thing. It's a thing. For it people. was great. I he. I called him back and I said, we don't see him. He's like, look in the trees. And they were just there. How did you get his number? Man, you know everybody. Well, I was trying to get him on the show. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and he couldn't come on three weeks ago, but now he can. Well, good. Well, and now we're going to have, I, I like your idea, Bo. He can come on a lot. Yeah. Uh, okay, so in the next segment, can't wait to tell you, I've never had you at my Big Dogs Poker Bash. I'm coming. I hope this so, year. man. I hope so. Uh, we've set the date, and we've got firearms. We've got some really specific firearms that we're going to be raffling off as part of all that goes on to support the Eureka Police Officer Support Fund. We'll talk to uh, we'll talk to some folks about that event coming up next on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. treadmill this is part of my cardio playlist is it it is it is this and 50 cent yeah yeah big in a club and uh, nickelback this is poker face lady gaga lady gaga gaga stephanie <laughs> who's probably going to be oscar nominated again okay maybe so this segment brought to you by razorback armory and uh razorback armory is your gun concierge in the pair on manchester road and uh whether you can get to them today or not you can visit their web- website at razorbackarmory.com lots of great information they specialize in rare weapons and customizing weapons love those guys at razorback armory uh we just set a date for our sixth annual i cannot even believe it's our sixth annual big dogs poker bash uh last year i'll never forget we were about three hours into the game and i, I realized we were all so focused on being together at silo point in, uh, in at brookdale farms in eureka mark it was like three hours and i had not heard the word covid in three hours i was like wow How did that happened you were in the land of freedom uh, that's it, why it felt so good and Absolutely. i even though i didn't make it to the uh, to the main uh, the final table as we all try to get to uh, it is comforting to know that we support our police. The Eureka Police Officer Support Fund, the president of that group, is my friend uh, for many years, Chuck Mayer. And we've also got Steve Rothman from Dickie Bub, who has acquired a couple of firearms. We'll talk to Steve in just a moment. But, Chuck, welcome to Second Amendment Radio, buddy. How you doing? 
I'm doing good, Bo. Thank you. Uh, okay, sixth annual. Can you even believe this? Uh, how is the no. fun, how is the fund doing? It's doing great. Um, yeah, it's hard to believe it's six years already. Um, it's it's growing stronger every year. Um, every year we do it, we have more supporters. It seems like uh, everybody really wants to help and support the police, so which is a good thing. Yeah, fantastic, uh, Chuck. Good, to, good to talk to you again. Uh, I I love this idea that people can come together and for a good cause. How many people have you seen the event grow over the years? Because somehow, uh, I, my invitation got lost in the mail by Bo Matthews <laughs> last year, and I didn't get to come. Uh, a little personal liberty this year. Thank you. Yes, it's it's been growing every year. Last year, I think we had either 154, or 156 players. And like Bo was saying with the COVID, we wasn't really sure what was going to happen. Um, the year before that, um, at the poker tournament, the police chief and fire chief actually got called away during the tournament. Yeah, they did. Yeah, wow. and that's when everything kind of broke loose. So last year we wasn't sure how it was going to go, but we had a really good turnout. We had a record amount of players and uh, money that was raised yeah, last it, year. It was our biggest, our fifth annual. And so uh, right away in December, we start talking, okay, we need to meet uh, for another one. And so it's happening. Tell us about, uh, you know, because there's mad respect for backstoppers and what they do, but the Eureka Police Officer Support Fund does uh, for their officers and families. Talk about what the, the fund does, and we will give details about the event and the firearms we have to raffle. Sure. Yeah, the, the uh, support fund, was it was started um, seven years ago. And we are able to uh, set up scholarships for the police officers' uh, children, the Eureka police officers' children. Um, we have a fund set up in case an officer was to get hurt in the line of duty um, that we can kind of help out with the daily bills. Uh, Backstoppers is a great group, uh, but it's uh, more for if there's a fatality um, where this is if somebody's hurt, we can kind of help them out while they're, while they're mending. And then uh, we're able to supply some, some needs that the <clears throat> excuse me, that we can supply for the officers that the city doesn't have to pay, taxpayers don't have to pay. So, Oh, yeah, uh, Mark, yeah, yeah. I, I, let me tell Mark, if you're going to have a flat tire anywhere, have it in Eureka, <laughs> because those guys are like a pit crew that come in, and they've got we've got these uh, these cordless drills for them, or these impact wrenches. Tell yeah. them about that. That was a huge get for them. Yeah, we, I was actually, I was leaving the, the office. I, our office is in Eureka, and I was leaving the office one day, and there was a police officer who was on the side of 44 changing the tire with a woman and three kids, and she was kind of waving the cars around. And I was leaving later that evening, and same thing, about 10 o'clock at night, there was an officer on the side of the road, and there was a woman out there with a flashlight. And I was trying to think of a way that we could maybe speed the process up, get the police officers off, and not only the police officers, but the public, where they're not standing out there in danger also. And right. I just popped in my head that, the cordless impact wrenches, you know, like they use at a gas station to change tires. We got the cordless ones, and the police officers use them daily. They they use them every day. He says that we had them a uh, cordless impact and then a, a floor jack where they went out there with the scissor jacks trying to raise a car up on the side of the highway. <laughs> I love that. That's a, that's just. I mean, that's a great idea, and it just shows you uh, the, all the good that can be done out of this. And and I have to ask Chuck since I got you on here, and you've seen him in action. I'm trying to size up the competition. When Bo <laughs> says when Bo says I didn't make it to the final table, how far into the tournament did he make it? Can you comment on that at all? Easy, well, I don't think I can say he was at the final table. He just wasn't sitting. Oh, okay. <laughs> as a spectator, I was there for the photo op. <laughs> I'm looking at this guy, and I'm thinking he's probably got a pretty good poker face. I don't know. No. He is. He's a good player. We've we've been playing poker for a lot of years he's made the final table more than once <laughs> well yeah and, and and it has been fun i've never won the thing i did win a couple of years ago mark i did win 
the uh, wheelbarrow of booze. Nice. I did. I bought the tickets for that for so many years, and I finally got it. And I'm not even a big drinker, so <laughs> so uh, there well, was a lot of gifts. Feel free to share with your friends. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, uh, so yeah, and uh, just to let you know, we bought uh, tourniquets for the police officers. We bought specialized flashlights. Um, it's just been a great organization to be a part of. I don't live far from it, and so I'm kind of an adopted child of Eureka. Um, but uh, the the big thing last year, Case and Bucks uh, donated some really cool uh, six shooters, uh, like old Western style. Uh, Razorback donated a shotgun last year, and we have acquired two really unique guns. One really unique, and the other one's really good. Steve Rothman from Dickie Bub's Gun Counter is on the line as well. Steve, uh, we're going to have these raffles uh, tickets available uh, for purchase. If you can find me or find anybody from our, our group and at the event, tell us about the, sp- the gun that you're most excited about. We were able to call in some favors at Springfield, and they are reintroducing the Browning High Powered. About three years ago, Browning discontinued the high-powered, and this year Springfield has decided to remake it, USA-made, with a lot of upgrades that the old high-power didn't have. Um, They've adjusted the hammer and the beaver tail, so the slide bite is gone. They are doing a match-tuned trigger as well as modern sights, all-metal gun, wood grips, which you don't see that often right now. And we actually got it in yesterday. It is a really nice looking gun. Yeah, I've seen I've seen a picture of it. Uh, and what what does it shoot? What round? It, it is a nine millimeter, okay, fifteen nine. rounds. Okay, good. This is incredible. Um, and uh, and yeah, uh, Springfield uh, has been making guns since seventeen ninety four. They've been around the block a little bit. Oh yeah. And uh, so, Steve, what does this gun retail for? Um, MSRP on it is six ninety nine. But right now they are so hard to get. I have been seeing them go for nine hundred to eleven hundred dollars each. <laughs> wow. Yeah, what was what was the gun? You, what did you make? Like twenty five grand on the the, the last raffle on the you AR, did? The six hour AR. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and this is a pistol. Uh, this uh, this is a, a great gun. It's a beautiful gun. And uh, so we will have tickets. Uh, they just got printed yesterday, and the drawing will be done at the Poker Bash on March twenty seventh at uh, Silo Point at Brookdale Farms. You can get online. You can go to my Facebook page. Or, uh, Chuck, where can we go to get the tickets and more information about the Poker Bash? Well, they go to Facebook and they just type in 6th Annual Big Dogs Poker Bash and Dogs, D-A-G, or D-A-W-G-S. Um, it'll pull up a link to the page, and they can go on there. They can actually purchase tickets uh, through a Venmo, which is at E-P-O-S-F, Eureka Police Officer Support Fund. Um, and then they just type in their phone number. They can buy raffle tickets for the uh, guns or entry for the poker tournament. And they can also, if they want to make a donation, they can also do that on that page. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you both for uh, joining us. Oh, by the way, we do have two weapons from Dickie Bub's counter. Thanks to uh, to Carrie Dickey for uh, being such a great boss. Steve, what's the other firearm you were able to acquire for this raffle? Uh, it is a self-defense. 20-inch barreled semi-auto 12-gauge shotgun. Hello. Oh, Hello. A little home defense action there. And nice. and, and uh, just uh, taking a temperature check on your counter, uh, ammo and, and stock, you guys doing okay at all the Dickie Bub stores? Uh, the guns are doing really good. I'm not sure what's back there. I was off yesterday, but we did just get about a half a pallet of ammo <laughs> that should be getting checked in and put out. Yeah, you know, my friends in the business told me that that did really their their inventory is really starting to bounce back now. Finally, 
Yeah, it is. And fortunately, one of my bosses is actually at a buying show this week, and there are a lot of uh, great new things coming out, and they should be, you know, show specials that should be showing up at the store hopefully in the next few weeks. Okay. And uh, will you be selling the raffle tickets at your uh, gun counter in Eureka? Yes, we will. We okay. have in the past. Wonderful. As soon as Chuck brings them over here, we'll have them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dickie Bub in Eureka, thank you so much. Steve Rothman and uh, Chuck Mayer, uh, the president of the Eureka Police Officer Support Fund. Uh, thanks for your uh, inclusion. I'm sure we'll get you on again before the show so we can get an update on how you know uh, ticket sales are going. But if you want to reserve your seat, just punch in 6th Annual Big Dogs Poker Bash to benefit the Eureka Police Officer Support Fund. Great group and a, a lot of fun. Yep. Uh, thank, thank you, both. One thing I would like to add, if anybody is interested in coming out and they're not a poker player, they're, they're still welcome to come out. We've got probably the hugest silent auction you'll ever see, and there's something is. there for everybody. It's Mandy. So, so what if you just don't happen to be a very good poker player? Then we want don't you there. Oh, you <laughs> want to? Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, yeah. No, and if I'm you, a poker player. Seriously, but... if you do have a uh, that day open, yeah. and I don't know if you have time, but if you can and be there, it, we would love to have you as a celebrity guest. We uh, Chuck has done this to me every year. He puts a bounty on me. So you go, <laughs> and we put a, a, a crazy Mardi Gras necklace around your neck, Mark, and people will be gunning for you because they always get knocked me out. Uh-huh. But whoever knocks you out gets the prize that we connect to you. So mm. if you're in. Exactly. Thank you for the invite. And Chuck, uh, I'll see you in March. Thank you. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. You Thanks, gentlemen. March wow. 27th. One fifteen p.m. Uh, Eureka. Yeah, and the food. Actually, uh, Charles Jr., which is Chuck's son, he does all the pork butts. Uh, Saucy's donates all the pork butts. Uh, Chuck, or uh, I don't know what we get. Chucky, Ch- Charlie Jr., whatever they call him, um, Pork Chop Jr., he does all the smoking for like two days before the event, and the food is over the top. I'll bet. Over the top. Ah. Anyway, so let's wrap it up, buddy. Looking forward to it. All right. Uh, sixth annual Big Dogs Poker Bash coming up. Should be fun. Like, give us something to look forward to, like spring. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you have any questions or you want right to do a that. sponsorship, you can uh, just get a hold of me through Facebook. Uh, just search uh, Bo Matthews. All right. Uh, good stuff. Hey, I uh, hope everybody gets out from under the snow. It's going to be cold for a few days, but uh, it's good. It's been... Now that it's in the rearview mirror, we'll be in good shape. When right? is groundhog hunting season? Do we have Not one? soon enough. <laughs> it was Wednesday. Yeah. Should have been in. Yeah, should have been in uh, Pennsylvania. That's true. All been. right. Have a great rest of your weekend. Thanks for listening. See you, boys. Get more at 971talk.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.